excited about today's message, and um, we're going. This is something I I have preached this before. I've preached this multiple times actually, and um, this is a message that I typically preach once about once a year, and I have felt uh, very strongly this week especially, but. Uh, I will tell you as as your pastor, as the shepherd of this flock, um, there are things that I get to see that you might not realize is going on. And there's a lot of stuff that's been kind of taking place for about a month now that I've been dealing with. And um, it was just the other day the Lord just kind of opened my eyes to this, that what is taking place and what we are dealing with. And the church, we're, we deal with things. We're people. We deal with things. And we've been dealing with something, and this week the Lord just kind of showed what you've been dealing with over this last month is simply what the world around you is dealing with right now. And the nation that we live in especially has been divided. There are so many different things that are dividing this nation right down the middle. If you think one way, then... You're, you're divided. If you look another way, you're divided over here. It, it, it's, it used to be the United States of America. We have states that are asking to be removed from the union. That's where we're at right now in a nation. And the Lord just showed me so strong that what we have been dealing with, the things I've been dealing with here that it is simply the spirit that is in this nation of division trying to divide the nation. And as your shepherd, when I see something that could possibly come in and destroy the flock, it is my job to say, that has to go. And today's message is not, and I will just say this before I even get started, this is not a you know, I'm coming to step on your toes message. No. This is a rally the troops message. This is a let's all open our eyes and see what is taking place in the spiritual realm around us. And this is, hey, let's protect each other. Let's protect the flock. Let's make sure that we're all going to be okay because God is not done with this church yet. He's not done with this city yet. He's not done with Life Point yet. He's not done with you. God is just getting started in this place. So today I want to preach this simple message. And if you've heard it before, you will remember this title. Better together. Better together. Look at your neighbor and say, we're better together. If you got your Bibles, let's go to Mark chapter 2. And we're going to read verses 1 through 5, then we're going to jump to verse 10 and 11. If you're there, say amen. It says, and again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. 
And then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. Somebody say he was carried. And when they could not hear him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. And so when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And he said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And go to your house. Matthew 12, verse 25 and 26. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? You'll also find it in Mark where it says a house divided against itself cannot stand. So I want us to understand today that we as LifePoint Pentecostals in this hour that we are living are going to face a lot of things. A lot of things are going to come at us, but we are better together because we are standing strong together. But if we are divided, the Word of God tells us we cannot stand. Today, I want you to know that the enemy is going to bring attacks. But that person next to you on your side is the one who's going to have your back. And at that, we will stand up together. There is no fight. There is no battle that will come against us that will destroy us because we are better together. Somebody shout better together. Once you put your hands together as you're seated this morning, magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So we clearly see the progress in this scripture in Matthew 12, 26 and 20, 25 and 26. We clearly see the progress from a kingdom divided to a city divided to a house divided and to the individual divided. So let's read it again. It says, but Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. So we start there with the kingdom. And then he goes on and says that every city or every house divided against itself will not stand. Then he goes down to the individual. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? So we see the breakdown here. But now I want us to hear the progress of this scripture in reverse. I want you to listen to this. Let's start from the bottom and work our way back up. If we as individuals, just point to yourself, say, he's talking about me. If we as individuals are divided against, look at your neighbor and say, now he's talking about you, each other. If we on an individual level are divided against each other, it will then cause the house or the family of God to be divided. 
And when that happens, it divides this church. And when the church is divided, we lose the power that we had over the spiritual dominions that were over this city at one point in time. But I can tell you right now that spiritual strongholds that used to be here are not here anymore because they are a praying church. Amen. And ultimately, what happens is if the church is divided, we lose that power, and then it divides us from God's kingdom purpose. So it's powerful to see what can take place with one individual. This is why that I always talk about how powerful it can be when you have a strong individual that makes up a strong family, and the strong family makes up a strong church, and a strong church can change the city we live in, and we can also reach the world. It is, it is so vital that we as individuals stay spiritually healthy and on track with God. Because when you are spiritually healthy and on track with God and your neighbor and your brother and your sister are spiritually healthy and on track with God uh, and they're doing what you're supposed to be doing, uh, we become a mighty army in the spiritual realm. Uh, and when we are a mighty army in the spiritual realm, uh, I don't care what tricks, uh, I don't care what war uh, is thrown at us, I don't care what's going out in the nation around us, uh, we understand we're still the church and nothing's going to stop us. So he is saying here, in order for us, the church, to have power in his kingdom. Do you want to have power in the kingdom of God as a church? I want to have power. I don't want to be a weak church. I want to be a strong and mighty force. There's enough weak churches out there. I don't want to be a weak church. I don't want to be a church that comes in every once in a while we might feel a move of the Holy Ghost. I want to be a church that comes in unified every Sunday so the move of God can take place. People can receive miracles. People can receive the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. You don't have to wait until Pentecost Sunday to receive the Holy Ghost. You don't have to wait until Pentecost Sunday to receive a miracle. God was here this morning. He is here right now because we ushered him in when we begin to worship in you. Unity. That's what takes place in a unified church. Every Sunday can be a Pentecost Sunday. I don't want to sit around and wait for special holidays or special services or special speakers. God can move. God can move and speak a word through your pastor. He can speak it through your youth pastor. He can speak it through the family pastor. He can speak it through the other ministers on the ministerial staff. God can do something powerful in everyday services in this church if we're united because we're better together. So if we want to have power in his kingdom, in order for us to have power in this city, we have to have power in his kingdom. In order for us to have power in our homes, it starts with the individual. If he is divided against himself, how then will his kingdom stand? You say, well, what are you, what are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm saying this, as long as there's division in the body, as long as we're divided against ourselves, we have no power in our homes. 
We have no power in this city, and we have no power in his kingdom. That is why Satan loves to cause division in the church. And he's like that sneaky little old fox. He's sly about how he does. He'll catch you when you're having a bad day. And he'll try to throw something in there. He loves to cause division in the church because he knows division in the church cripples a church. That's why I'm here to tell you this morning that in this final hour that we're living in, there is no room for the spirit of division in this church. There is no room for the spirit of gossip in this church. There is no room for the spirit of offense in this church. Now, if you listen to me, everyone I'm talking about these spirits is a spirit that the world's dealing with right now. They are. They're dealing with division right now. I was told the other day, but I was told by a man the other day, his, his family, because of his beliefs and the, the stand that he took for what he felt was right, his own parents have said, we're done with you. Because they don't agree. Because his, his beliefs offended them. Everybody's offended. Everybody's offended. I'm offended by the gas prices right now. It's amazing. I don't remember this growing up. But it's amazing to me how you can talk to somebody and they'll say, oh, man, did you this, this person, that person, that, yeah, so during a conversation. But when someone, when so-and-so walks away, they'll say, my goodness, did you hear about blah, 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 blah. Talking about the same person they were just praising. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. The, 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 the world, the world. If, if you, I'm talking to you right now, if you see somebody, you, you, you meet somebody, let's say Hollywood actors, they see each other on the red carpet. They'll love all over each other, but they'll get on the TV the next day and, and just completely bash the person. This is the spirits of the world that is trying, Satan is trying to, to, to creep his way into the church because he understands if I can get that out there into here, then this will never have an impact on what's going on out there. You see, divided against himself, he has no power. But he understands divided against ourselves, he gets power. We lose it. And when we lose power, he gains power. Go back to the Garden of Eden. Adam gave up his authority and power that God gave him by simply listening to the lies of the enemy. But, thank God... That he came and robed himself in flesh, went to a cross, went down to hell and said, give me back what was taken. And through the Holy Ghost, we have been restored the power that was once taken. That's why I say you need to operate in your apostolic authority when you feel something trying to creep into your home. You need to stand up and say, not on my watch. It's not happening in my house. You have no place in this house. You got to go. And that's what I'm doing today as your pastor. Not in this church. Not going to take place in this congregation. You've got to go because we have power and we will not fall for your church because we have kingdom purpose and there's a city to win. We will not let it go today.
I don't want to lose our power. Because you lose power when we get to do this. It's because when the body of Christ begins to become divided or when you start tearing each other down uh, and when we get offended by our brothers or sisters or even by your pastor sometimes, uh, that the church loses its power. But if you show me a church that knows how to worship together, that knows how to pray together, uh, that knows how to sing together, uh, that knows how to find a prayer room together uh, or walk the streets of this city and pray together, uh, then I'll show you a church that has power. Uh, not just in here, uh, but I'll show you a church that has power in our homes, uh, that has power in our cities. Uh, I'll show you a church that has power in the kingdom of God. Uh, I want to be a church uh, that has power in my home. Uh, I want to be individuals that has power uh, on these streets when we're walking. Uh, I want to have power when we enter into the house of God. Uh, I want to have power as a church. I don't want to be a weak church. Shout out and say, I don't want to be weak. John 17, 9, 11 says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. That's a tongue twister. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. God desires for his church to be united, not divided. It is his passion. It is his desire for us to be a united, powerful church. There's power in that unity. Think about just even that word when I say united. I can't help but think about what the, the nation I was just talking about, just referencing not long ago, that, that the United States of America. At one time, the United States of America was probably the most feared nation. Used to be. And if you take that in comparison to the church, you see what takes place out where we're watching right now all around us on social media and in the news, it's everywhere. You're seeing the, the great divide take place. You're, you're seeing it happen all around us. Do you see the nation that you grew up in crumbling around you? Then I ask you this, do you want these sweet children in this church to look around and see the church they grew up in crumbling around them? We have a decision to make today. Will we let it be united or will we let it be divided? I want you to know today we are better together. If we stick together, we're going to give them a church to raise their families in. We're going to give them a church to usher in the return of God. We're going to give them a church to have great revivals in. I'll tell you, we have to make up our minds. I will not be divided. We shall be united because we are better together then apart it's up to us it's up to us look at your neighbor say it's up to you hallelujah he says in the bottom of this scripture the last line that they may be one as we are that's why as a church and as individuals, we desire that when the world sees us, 
they see him instead on an individual level. You know, I, I know when people drive by this church, they look at the church and they just, they assume they see the church and they assume, you know, that's a place where they go worship God, that they see him. When people come in these doors and they're part of these services, you know, I don't want them to come in and be like, oh my goodness, those musicians are just wow, which they are. Now, we're beyond blessed here to have what we have, beyond blessed and our, our singers, I mean, you, you realize we, we have singers that sing on this platform that ha, have sang at, at uh, uh, youth congresses, and we have people that have sang on, uh, on, um, at general conference platforms. We, we have musicians that have played on general conference platforms. We have uh, musicians that are, that are playing that have played on, on recordings. We, we are blessed with phenomenal musicians, but when people come in here, I don't want, and I know they don't either, I don't want people to see them, but I want, I want people to come in and see God through them. That they say, man, this church is one with him. So much that I see God everywhere in this. That's what we desire, that he would see, that, that people would see him instead of seeing us. But we must understand that God doesn't manifest himself in the midst of division. That's why there are, I've had people in this church tell me that they tried other churches and they, they said, we, we just, pastor, we went and we just didn't feel anything. We just didn't feel anything. I could take you to churches today that are 20, 2,500 people packed to the max, and, and they've, got, they've got musicians that are full-time staff at their church. That's all they do. But I promise you, I could take you there, and if there's division in the church, then there's going to be no spirit of God in the church. You're going to feel nothing. I want to be a church that, that people come in, and they automatically feel something when they walk in the back doors. Or when they pull in the parking lot, they say there's something different about that. One of the greatest compliments this church ever gets and it gets a lot, is that I felt at home my first time coming. Can anybody testify to that, your first time coming? You felt at home. Every evangelist, every guest speaker we've had come through here, that's the major compliment that they give this church. They said, your people are so friendly. This church is so friendly. I felt at home. And I can tell you that I used to be a guest speaker in this pulpit a lot. I covered a, a, I covered a, a lot of services and could, would come down and preach. And, and I just, I realized it was amazing how welcome that I would feel in this place. I felt like, man, this is family already to me. Had no idea what God was about to do. But I was building relationships before I ever got here because it was easy to build relationships with the people that were here. So, you see... God will not manifest in the midst of division because he's not a God of division. Because division brings confusion to a church. And he's not the God of confusion. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. That's his word. God is not the author of confusion. So I'll throw this little nugget out there. If you have stuff you're dealing with that's confusing, there's a good chance God's not in it. 
If there's confusion in your home, there's a good chance at some point in time you open the door and you let him go. It's probably a good time to go and invite him back in. Because you're not going to fix the confusion yourself. But you bring in the one who says, I'm not the author of it. That means if he didn't authorize it and he's not the author of it, it's probably on us. We did it. You see, a unified body brings power. But a divided body brings weakness. And when we all, or when we allow division to arise, we are not putting God on display for the world to see, but we are putting Satan's works on display in our lives for all to see. I'll say it one more time. When we are not putting God on display for the world to see because of division, we are putting Satan's works through us on display for everyone around us to see. That's why I can't remember exactly who it was, but somebody said, I would have became a Christian if it wasn't for Christians. That's why we got to be careful how we act and who we are and the life we live everywhere we go because we're putting something on display every day. Let's put God on display. You see, when sister so-and-so doesn't shake your hand or brother so-and-so doesn't say hi and your pastor didn't pray for you in the altar and when we come to church all bent out of shape and when we, we, we plant our offended spirits on a pew for the whole service with our arms, arms folded and we refuse to worship because worship's about us and not him, Let me tell you this this morning. You're not hurting brother and sister so-and-so by sitting on a pew. But you are robbing God of what is rightfully his. I've said it how many times at the beginning of the service, the first part of the service belongs to him wholly, completely. That time of worship is his. We were created to worship him. And when you refuse to worship because you're offended by somebody else, you're not affecting them. They're across the aisle with their hands raised worshiping. They're not paying attention to you. They're in the altars getting a blessing while you're back there mad and you're robbing God of what truly belongs to him. I don't want to be a thief of God. It is his. You see, we need to shift our vision. Yes, sister so-and-so might not have shaken your hand because she was distracted. Maybe that can happen. But that same sister is interceding for your family in her prayer closet every day. Brother so-and-so might not have said hi to you because he truly did not see you. But he's the first one to offer you help when you're having a hard season in your life. And I might not have prayed for you in the altar, but I promise you, if I didn't make it to you in the altar to lay hands on you and pray for you, I promise you as your pastor, I'm fighting all of hell daily to make sure that you and your family make it to heaven. So please don't take it personal if I don't get to you. Because I promise you, all of hell is trying to, it's trying to, but I'm saying I refuse to let anybody go to hell. I refuse to let any child slip away. I refuse, and I'll fight until the end. So don't take it personal. There is more in this church 
There is more in this church to unite us than there ever will be to, to divide us. And the things that will divide us are the things that you seek out and you try to find. But I promise you, if you will just seek his face and you will seek his purpose, you will realize that there is more in, in this church to unite us. I promise you, there is more in here to unite us that is going to unlock power that we have yet to experience. It's going to unlock miracles that we have yet to see. It's going to unlock blessings. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. That building, I understand you. It's going to be packed. We're going to fill it up. I promise you, it's going to take place. God's going to move in this building, and he's going to move in that building if we will stay united. Somebody shout better together. Psalms 133 and 1 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. In the apostolic circle, we place a lot of emphasis on the number of times a subject is mentioned in the Bible. Miracles appear 42 times. Holiness, 43 times. Doctrine, 51 times. Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, 96 times. Worship, 108. Repent, 112. Baptism, 115. House of the Lord, 234. Praise, 248. Love, 310. Pray, 313. Together, 538. Because you remove that last one. Might as well forget about the rest. It's important to him. He put it in his word 538 times to let us understand how powerful it is. Now, I'm not going to read all 538. That would be probably a new record message length, and we're not going to do that to the podcast. Listen to just a few, though. Agreed together. Assembled together. Banded together. Bow down together. Build together, called together, comforted together, consulted together, draw near together, dwell together, exalt Jesus together, fashion together, flow together, framed together, gather together, give together, grow together, heirs together, join together, joyful together, we are knit together, we are laborers together, live together, we are planted together, purified together, quickened together, reason together, rejoice together, rest together, serve together, we will stand together, we will walk together, we are yoked together, and someday we will be called up together. If we can work on the rest of those and we can stay together, it won't just be this group going up, but we're going to take the city up with us. We're going to take those who are hungry and looking. If we stay united, we will reach them, and someday we will be called up together to meet him. We're better together. We're better together. It is amazing when you think of it just how powerful it is, uh, it is gained through, or how much power is gained through unity and agreement with each other. We must understand that we are better together, we are stronger together, that we move mountains together, and that one can chase a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. There's something powerful in unity. Something powerful in unity. Shout it out again we are better together. 
Something begins to take place in the spiritual realm when two individuals bind together in their worship or in their praise or in their sacrifice or in their prayers. Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. There I am with them. This makes me think of Paul and Silas in Acts 16, 25 and 26. It says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. I want you to catch these two key words in there. Paul and Silas. Silas didn't say, do it yourself, Paul. Do it by yourself. You got this. I don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood today. You can carry the whole weight by yourself. Nope. It says Paul and Silas joined together in unity and began to sing. And then the other prisoners were listening to them. And and them. There was unity. They had come together in agreement to do something. God works when all of his people come together. Whenever God's people combine their talents and their strength, you and I become better because of it. You and I are better together more than we are apart from each other. No matter how well you do it by yourself, you will always do it better with someone else in agreement with you. I told Brother Sam earlier that when I look back and I see him and Brother Chris Hawks at that back door, I think, my Lord, someone will be ignorant to try something in here. If you would take one of them away, if we would take our safety team away and just put one person to handle this, if something happened and they needed to stop somebody. I promise you that if you would take the whole team, it would happen a lot quicker than with just one person because they're better together. If I removed all the Sunday school teachers except for one and said, good luck, that would be fun. But it's a better department because they all work together in their place. They're stronger because of it. That's what happens in a church when we will work together. No matter how well you do it yourself, I promise you, you'll do it better with somebody else in agreement with you. Is the devil fighting your marriage today? Then pray together. No peace in your home? Pray together. Is there chaos amongst your family? Pray together. It does not matter what you're facing. You can put whatever you want in there. It does not matter if you can just simply get together with someone who knows how to pray and come to an agreement with them. There is no devil too big to stop what is taking place. There's no mountain too tall, I promise you. No valley too long because Jesus said it. He said, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there 
He said, there I will be. Not in close proximity. He did not say around the corner, I'll get there when I can get there. He said, but I am with them. There is power when you come into agreement. Paul and Silas said, we're in a prison. It doesn't look good. But if we will begin to sing, we will begin to pray, we know God has always been faithful to show up, and God showed up again. There's power in unity. Power and unity. Musicians and singers, you can come. And I didn't warn them of this. But I'm going to use you in my sermon. They're all nervous right now. But if you'll just quickly walk up here in unity and trust your pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. We're going to see there's power in unity. There's something good about unity. Here's what I want. If you'll just play a, play a good, fast song, I don't, whatever, you know, I'll fly away maybe in the key of F. And um, it's just faith, if you would play that same song, but if you would play it in, in the key of G, I'd appreciate it. And if you wouldn't mind, let's, let's just, whatever key you find that they're not in, whatever key that, that they're not in, play it in that key. <laughs> he said he does that all the time. And I just want you just to go crazy. Here's your chance for a drum solo and just do whatever they're not doing. Brother Bob, I don't care what key you want, wherever you want to go on that thing. If you just want to slap it, whatever you want to do, that's fine. What's the first song we did today? Sing that one. What's the second song we did? Sing that one. Sing Amazing Grace. Brother Brian said, I'm done with the sound. I'm not going to try to attempt this. All right, lead us in worship. Let's see how this goes. Go right ahead. Try to clap. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Before I have a nervous breakdown, you can go to something you actually all going to do now. But. I think my point's made. You know what they sound like when they play together. 
in the beginning of this service, they were in unison together. They were playing and flowing in unity in the beginning of this service. And what took place when they began to flow in unity? The presence of God began to sweep in this place right now. I'm telling you, if we can learn to flow in unity and understand we're better together, God's spirit will flow through this church and God will do things through this church that we never dreamed he could ever do. I want you right now, if we would just stand all over this place, I want you to make your way to the front if you can fit in. And we're going to come and we're going to have a little different today. We're going to come and we're going to worship together. And we're going to say, God, we want to be together because we're better together. Can we come and worship this morning in, in unison and unity? And can we bring ourselves together this morning? Put everything aside. I'm asking you as your pastor, put everything aside. Put everything aside you carried in here today. And I want you to focus this morning before we leave. We're going to worship together. And we're going to tell God together, Lord, I love my brother. I love my sister. And I want to be in unison with them. God, because when we're united with each other, we are, we are united with your kingdom purpose. And God, we want your kingdom purpose to take place in this church. We want you to be a conduit that you can flow through, Lord, that you'll use us, God. I want you to use me, Lord. I want you to pray that prayer right now. If we can spread out, spread out, spread out to the sides. Make room for everybody in the middle. Come on up, come on up, come on up. Come on. Come on up. Don't be afraid. Come on up. Spread out a little bit. If you're a guest, you're welcome to come up front. Absolutely. Come on up front. You can come up here and join us. And I want us to do this. We're going to start off individually, and I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to pray, Lord, God, if there's anything inside of me that would cause division between me and my brother and my sister, God, I give it to you right now because I want, I want unity more than I want division. I want that. I want you to do that right now. Lift your hands. I want you to begin to pray. God, check me, Lord. God, if there's anything there, remove it. God, forgive me of it, God. God, if I have any malice against somebody in this place, if I have any anger against somebody, God, God, I want you to remove it because I don't want to stand in the way of what you're trying to do in this church. God, I don't want to cause division, Lord. God, I want unity, God. God, I pray, God, God, if you would, forgive me, God, if I've done wrong or done anybody wrong. God, forgive me if I've been offended by something, Lord. God, if you would right now, Jesus, God, you begin to move right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. God, right now, God, begin to flow across this congregation. God, I pray right now in this place, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus right now, God. As we check our hearts, Lord. If we check our spirits, Lord. Let our spirits be right, God, with you. God, let it be clean, Lord. Cleanse us, oh Lord, I pray. Right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now I want you to do this. I want every hand lifted. We're going to pray that same prayer, but as a church. God, as a church family, as your body, Lord. God, if we've done anything, God, that we're divided, I pray today, Jesus, you bring us back as united. 
Right now, lift your hands. Let's pray it. Jesus, in your mighty name. God, hear us today as Life Point Pentecostals, Lord. As your body, God, I pray. God, hear us today, Lord. If there's anything, Lord God, that's dividing us, Lord, I pray it, God. Anything that's dividing us from your kingdom purpose, God, in this city, I pray right now, heal and mend, God, and fix right now, God, those things. I pray, God, if you would, forgive us of it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We're going to do one more thing, and they're going to sing while we do this. But I want you right now, husband to wife or man to man, woman to woman, child to child, find somebody. And I want you to team up with them right now. And I want you to tell them, look at them real quick, and say, we're better together than we are apart. Tell them we got a job to do in this city. And I refuse to stand in the way of what God wants to do. Everybody find somebody. Don't let anybody be alone. We're the body. We're the, we're the family here. Find somebody around you. Come on, there's power. I'm telling you right now, this, what we're getting ready to do is about to release something in here. It's going to release something in here in this church. It's going to release it. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to begin to pray for that person next to you. That God will use them in this church. God will use them in his kingdom right now. And will unlock kingdom purpose in their life right now. As they begin to sing, come on, begin to pray. Begin to pray right now. Begin to pray it. Jesus, in your mighty name, God, we come together right now. God united, Lord. God united, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. In your mighty name, Jesus. Come on, pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for him. Oh, Jesus. Jesus in your mighty name. Oh, God. God, I pray, God, every individual in this room right now, God, that they find your kingdom purpose, Lord. God, they find that kingdom purpose, Lord, at the place where they serve, Lord, that we may not get distracted, God. God, let us so be so busy working for your kingdom, God, that we don't have time, God, to be distracted by the spirits of this world. God, but bring us together today, God. Bring us together today, God. Oh.